0: Welcome to the Marketing for Business podcast. This is your host Scott Wilson. Chris Taken, welcome to the Marketing for Business podcast. Thanks, Scott. Hey, Chris. I was trying to think um, when we actually met. I think we actually met through um, in a client that I had in, a, in an older business. I think his name was Colin, um, and we met through Colin. He was a he was a great. Um, inspirational business owner
1: and and a a real uh, person who loved technology, loved getting involved and I think that's how we met. That's exactly right and uh, Colin's since retired, Scott, I caught up with him just last month. He made me breakfast uh, up in Nelson. Yeah. And uh, I do remember those days. Yeah, um,
0: we used to do videos, and I think he might have passed the video on that we did that's about right. our SEO work to you. And then we ended up having a conversation about your businesses. That's right. Hey, let's. Um, I've got some. I've got some really cool things I want to talk to you today. Uh, look, I know I've seen you grow uh, your your businesses over the years to very successful, uh, and, and especially in that tech space. I'm really keen to talk about that tech space, sure, and, and how you've grown those business. We'll talk about the early days, some of the wins, some of the losses. Yeah. Really also keen to talk about the new technology, the AI that you guys are getting involved with. Sure. Some of the stuff we've talked, you know, briefly about over our last couple of catch up. I just find that fascinating for business owners. And I don't think enough business owners understand what's going on. So really keen to have that chat uh, with you. And then we'll talk about marketing and mindset. So for sure.
1: Let's, let's start off. Hey, how did you get started in business? Well, actually, I think um, the first thing for me was... Off- my father and my stepfather both worked for themselves. I was yep. kind of expected I would yeah. I would uh, get into business at some point. It was always a um, not really an aim, but just a feeling mm. that I'd always get into uh, something on my own. I ended up in my I guess mid twenties working uh, management level for a three uh, PL business, so yep. a, a supply chain warehousing business. And out of that, um, I'd won a computer a few years earlier, um, oh, really? actually while I was at high school. And uh, got into that side of things, and the two, wow. those two kind of uh, things melded together. Yep. And about '96, I left the logistics company and uh, started my software company. Classic. Um, yeah, it was. Uh, so
0: '96. That's that's pretty. Like I was overseas at the time. There was no, we didn't have a cell phone, and we didn't.
1: We only maybe just got emails. So that's pretty, pretty brand new. Yeah, we're going back a wee way now. It's what twenty six odd years ago. Yeah. And um, yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty early in the computer sort of uh, age, but I guess I saw an opportunity there, having a bit of an understanding about the computers mm. and how that applied to that industry. And my yeah. uh, thought process was, I could help a lot of people and get started on that. And yeah, interestingly enough, our latest business is all around that again. so yeah, it's come is, full circle, which
0: is exciting. Yeah. Well, well, so, did you just start by yourself and get going, or did you have a? What did you write down a business plan or just? You have this computer and think, right, I know how to make this work and other people
1: don't? I, I had the support, actually, of, of um, a couple of people around me who mm. encouraged me to, 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 some good mentors, I guess, and they've, yep. um, It's something I've really followed through to today, but they backed me and said, look, um, have a crack, and, and we're there to help you. Yep. And um, I had a bit of backing from my stepdad who said, he said, look, I'll, I'll, I'll look after you, make sure you get paid. Yeah. You know, I, had, I had, didn't own anything back then. I had a one-year-old baby. Yeah. Um, oh, wow. So I was fairly, fairly... Uh, I guess fairly brave looking yeah. back.
0: Like that's a lot of courage to, to go out on your own and
1: Yeah, but having those people standing behind me I think yeah. really helped with that. And then, yeah, within three months we were we were we were doing okay and we very quickly sort of got our feet on the ground yeah. and So what and specifically we yeah. were you doing? <clears throat> I was anything I could actually to be yeah. honest. Back then. I mean I guess the aim was to write software. Yep. Yeah. But I was everything from building computers, buying parts off local providers and you know, again it was very early in the in yeah. the uh, in the computer sort of age, so a lot of companies didn't have any of that equipment, no. so we did everything we could, we made websites yeah, yeah. at one stage, we were <laughs> we were doing everything possible, networking, yeah. I my brother was working with, uh, with me for a while doing that, yeah. we even used to go into banks and clean their computers, oh, really? uh, and, and places like that, I had a couple of students doing that for me, yeah. so everything we could get our hands on really.
0: Yeah, and, and and railing around that tech space, I know at the time, I think I, 98 I started working at Bond & Bond. Oh, yeah. And I saw computers come out and it was amazing the amount of people that started to buy computers. One thing I did notice though, every six months a new model would come out. Yeah. You know, and it might have been like you might have started off with a 64 megabyte and then all of a sudden it doubled in six months to 128 or something like that. Yeah. Did you see that happening as well?
1: Yeah, it was. Uh, and back then you could even, you could upgrade computers. and only, yeah. We don't even bother with that anymore. No. It moves so much faster now. We buy something, your laptop's expense now more yeah. than it is uh an asset, so it's moving even faster today.
0: Yeah, you kind of, yeah, you kind of get to a stage with your laptop. You go, oh, I just need a new one. You yeah. don't even
1: worry about it's exactly, exactly. Okay, right. So, so okay. So you are running that business, and how does that evolve? Like, what's your that evolves to uh, me getting busier? And yep. um, I remember I was doing a bit of work. I joined the uh, chamber of commerce here, yep. and I remember being um, um, referred down to Tip Top Ice Cream. All right. And there's a fella down there, Anton, um, who was running the um, the warehouse part of it, and he said to me, look, I've got a, my son is uh, working, going through, a, well, he's doing a degree at Lincoln University. Yep. His name was Nick, and Classic. Um, I think you know Nick. Yeah, yeah. And um, after about three uh, times visiting, and every time Anton would sort of spur me on to, to give Nick a bit of a call, I got in touch, and before too long, Nick was uh, putting computers together in his bedroom Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, in Horsville there, not far from us. And um, so that was the, our first employee, I guess. Classic. Did you have a business name back then? Um, we were PCS Data back then, PCS and and that was short data. for Practical Computing Solutions, which is a big uh, long <laughs> mouthful. <laughs> what I sort of saw back then was, uh, you know, people were not practical with the way they were approaching their technology, and there were some real wins to be to be had by taking a real no nonsense yeah. approach and and just dealing with the problem. Classic. And how were you getting business? Word of mouth. Yep. That's the only way yep. I got it. Was, it was pretty easy to get business back then, yep. to be honest. It was, yeah. People didn't really understand computers. They knew there were, there were wins yeah. to be had. And so it, it was more about me being able to do good business, I guess, yeah. if, if that makes any sense. Yeah, yeah. I was learning. Yeah, and, and they were learning so yeah. it was uh, interesting times and I guess that the more people you help, the more people were referred hey you need to
0: take, talk to yeah. these guys, these guys know what they're doing
1: so true and Christchurch is not a big place and, no. uh, and so we, we quickly gained a few customers yep. that kept on coming back to us and their businesses helped, we helped them grow and vice versa
0: so, so uh, the vision for the business back then was to keep being busy right? When did, it, when did it go right? Hey, you and that because like what you do now is so different, right? Yeah. like when did the the, the decision around, hey, there's something we've got something, but we actually probably need to get focused on something?
1: Yeah, that's a, that's a, a good question. We got busy enough that we we were needing more people and we had a software side to the business Nick had done his finished his degree Hmm. and he was very good in that space and 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 I had a a little bit of an understanding of it and and wrote some some um, very early stage um, um, computer software uh, bits and pieces and we realised then that the hardware side of it, the computers and everything like that, was low margin stuff and becoming yeah. more competitive and the yeah. software was where it was at. So we yeah. kind of split it in two, sold off the hardware part oh, wow. to a guy who's working for us, um, about our third or fourth person on board there. Cool. And we concentrated on the software from there and nice. just decided to uh, get cracking, change yeah. the name. And what was the name you changed to? Became uh, Global Office. That, um, that's yeah. how you
0: came,
1: Global yeah. Office, that's yeah. cool. That's, that's, uh, yeah.
0: So the focus then for Global Office, were you looking, okay, um, opportunities to solve problems or were people coming to you and going hey chris we got this idea and we just want someone to see if they can build it like what was the
1: well actually it's a bit of both we 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 had this idea that we could build things and they would come um which you commonly (laughs) see right you know just build these great things and a lot of these things hadn't been invented yet and um we were going to be giganeers i think was the the telecom uh, at the time and yeah we had all this um this, um, Leading
0: into the year 2000. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> yeah, we, it was uh, interesting times, and so we had a lot of mistakes to make, obviously, yeah. and went went through that process. And then uh, it was um, a bit of a combination. We had people that had practical things they needed solving, and that was yeah. really what got us through. We tried yeah. a few, um, a few, I guess, efforts to build something that would well, we thought would just sell, and people yeah. would just turn up and buy, yep. you know, multiple copies of it. We were a bit early on for that, yeah, and uh, the technology was you know not quite there for yep. us. So, um, what was
0: that kind of stuff? What were you trying to get into there?
1: Well, we tried making things like what you would um, see as a say WordPress, yep, so so people able to put their own websites together, oh, yeah. so, like it says, so do yeah. it yourself, yep. your DIY yep. websites or yep. something like that, and you know, people could add their own content, so content yep. management systems. Yep. But you know, we were, we were quite new at the game, yeah, and um, there are there are a lot of gaps to yeah. our uh, business model back yeah. then. And yeah. certainly no, you know, if I look back at my my f- you know, my father and my stepfather, I think they had the same approach. There's no really sort of formal business plan yeah. to the efforts that they yep. had in their, early in their careers. Yeah. Um, so I um, had the same sort of uh, thinking and it was uh, yeah. to my detriment back yeah. then.
0: Did you find you were going two steps forward, maybe one step back uh, quite a bit? Like yeah. is that how, how it was
1: rolling? Yeah, it was a little bit like that. We had some wins obviously and some... and. What we really did well, I think, was when we made a mistake, yep. um, Nick and I learnt very quickly you know, what we'd done wrong. We were always quite analytical about that. Yeah, yeah. What have we done wrong here and how can we do it better next time? Yep. And I think that's been a key part of why we're still around today.
0: I guess that's the engineering kind of brain that have, you have to have when it comes to software, right? Like, yep. There's reasons for it to fail, so yep. let's work out those reasons and then make sure next time, that's not going to happen.
1: Yeah, exactly right. And yeah, observing observing um, mistakes of others and, and yeah. how you know what they might be doing, like our competitors around us, and, yes. and then yeah, analysing that to the nth degree, probably too much sometimes. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I think the good thing too is that Nick and I are a little bit different in the way we think. So yeah. it was a we're quite fortunate to yeah. have teamed up. Yeah, yeah. And um, Nick's a lot into the detail. He's incredibly you know yeah. dives into the detail. I'm a little
0: yeah, bit bigger him.
1: picture and yeah. then. Not long after that, we added a, a few more key people, yeah. um, Phil being the next guy. Yeah, true. Yeah.
0: So that's, you know, like when you're, uh, like I love the journey, obviously learning along the way and, and getting better. What were some of the cool projects that you worked on, like some of the clients that you
1: oh, really like doing business with? That's a great question. I think um, probably the, the scariest one for us was putting together the production management system for intersport who okay. and that was uh, based in Hong Kong and uh, Shenzhen yep um, and we did that through the period that the uh, lease on Hong Kong um, expired yeah, yeah. and um, there was um, we, so we were traveling over there regularly wow um, to, to go through, to uh, to do that and that was uh, probably one of the more challenging and how projects. did you get involved in that sort of stuff so that, was, uh, that was really interesting that was uh, the guy Swiss a uh, gentleman who ran the production uh, system for more well, the world really out of out mm. of asia he was um he had a farm down here classic and up in whitepark and he and a mate of my stepdad's was uh, managing that place and yeah. so we got connected he was here one sunday and my, my dad rang up and goes uh this fellow's over here visiting he's got a virus on his computer can you help him out with it <laughs> so sunday <laughs> afternoon i'm doing this and i went to invoice him and on screen was a system that i'd put together myself and he goes oh where did you uh, get that from i said i wrote it myself and he was like do you write software two weeks wow. later i'm uh, landing in hong kong um with all this uh stuff to do and you know nick and phil picked that project up later on and yeah. we went we probably did that for eight to ten years um yeah. and into sport just so you know it's like uh i think rebel sport but the the world's largest they yeah. sponsor the french open and whatnot. oh wow so, um, it was a great experience for us
0: yeah that's a game changer, right? Yeah. Like right there, you know, like how to, yeah know, one <laughs> picking up the phone and saying, yeah, I can do it to your dad on a Sunday and yeah. the next minute you're in
1: Hong Kong. It really is. And I think there's a big metric there that I like to think is it's a self-belief thing. Mm. Like we went, well, it was pretty scary for us saying that we could uh, have a crack at that. And yeah. there's a lot of it we didn't really even know how to do. It was yeah, the old yeah. uh, build the plane while it's flying yeah, kind yeah. of scenario. But we, we worked hard at it and we managed to, to um, get it across the line and, we learned a lot, we, you know, we, the biggest thing was the self-belief, really yeah. was. We really f- thought once we'd cracked that one that nothing could stand in our way yeah. in terms of what we took on uh, technically anyway, yeah. so it was and, good. And, and how was the client? Were they like just... Way different. Yeah. It was really interesting actually, as you can imagine, yeah. going to another country and, and understanding how they did yeah. business. I remember the first time I went there, I was paid in cash as I left the airport and it got me a bit in trouble coming home with this you know yeah with, yeah um yeah so that i got stopped at the airport with all this cash on me and why yeah. and they didn't understand i've <laughs> been just been an angel uh, with cash uh, well i've been up to china for a week and i stopped for a one night in sydney and um had a few beers with a mate and we ended up we well, ended up back here in Christchurch, and got sort of stepped yeah. out and they wanted why i had all this money on me so they had to ring up and yeah it was uh interesting
0: that's funny yeah the story, the things you get yourself to, into business, right? So, so obviously, you know, you you use that client to to then bounce into other projects, like and like all of a sudden, like you are global office. You're actually dealing with businesses around the world. Like. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's um yeah, it was um it was good to be able to uh, cite that that bit of work because obviously the larger software projects you get involved with people need to um, understand and trust that you can achieve what you say you're going to achieve for yeah. them. Yeah with large projects they're worth a lot of money mm. and um, people are investing a lot and especially if it's a small to medium-sized business there's yeah. it's as much as a house for some people yeah and true. so um, you've got to have an element of trust being done a point at that and say yeah. hey look we've worked on that sort of you know world yeah. stage international stuff that was a a, a big um, trust factor
0: yeah you know. do you believe in like uh, serendipity and
1: that sort of stuff and that sort oh, of things well, like, I'm a bit of a skeptic when it comes yeah, to yeah. that sort of stuff yeah. but oh, you know I've got i think that if you um have a bit of self-belief mm. and um well, so one thing I can, obviously you, yeah. you could fix the guy's virus well that's true <laughs> <laughs> yeah, managed to, that was a pretty easy one <laughs> yeah yeah no it's um it happened so uh mm. Why? okay so
0: know. so you know you're obviously starting to get some traction now yeah how did you go about finding you know employees and how did you go about you know yeah pulling the trigger and winter? because they're not like your your industry it's they're not cheap people to hire right no you no know? so so when you're looking at what you're going to hire you really have to make sure
1: you're you know what, what was your process there well actually that's a that's probably the yeah the important question isn't it i think that we had a fairly good understanding of what they needed to know technically, mm. but one thing we worked out very quickly was there was no common thread of what made a good software developer, yep. so we were like, why is that? What, what could we find? And Nick and I remember having a conversation years ago with them, and we realised that they're all artists, okay. and that we needed to treat them like that. There's a thousand yep. different ways to approach the same software True. development you yeah, know, yeah. Uh, bit of work, so they all would think that theirs is the best way. Yeah. And so we developed some kind of, I guess, internal philosophies about how we would interview people and yeah. how what we'd be looking for. And they persist today. Yeah, we are yeah. quite different from a lot of the more modern businesses that you might see yep. with our approach. So yeah. uh, it's paid off.
0: Yeah. So anything specific that you can share that really worked or is that IP that you don't want to give No, no, there? I'm happy to <laughs> share
1: I'm happy to share some of those. One of the things we worked out very early on was um, working from the office is... Yep. Um, so you know the the new way of working at the moment and Mm. there's a bit of debate around that and i know elon musk has been keen to give one back to the office it's controversial um is this we to this day um would work from our office we don't um stop people working from home if they have sick children or um, if there's a need to or a COVID lockdown but working together we recognize that people learn better When they are together in one space and especially for young developers coming through I don't think they need another excuse to pull the curtains on their bedroom and and disconnection is a real problem today yeah but it's as much for well-being you leave your work behind yeah one thing that Nick and I found is we were both able to pretty easy pull out 16 hour days to our detriment yeah and that was not healthy and so 20 odd years ago we decided as a business we would work from our office and leave it behind and go home to our families Nice. and that to this day has you know at the moment i would say we've got one of the more productive um crews around for that reason they come in and do their best work and they leave it behind and it's not because we don't trust them we did very well under a covid lockdown working from home but that's probably one of the key things yeah and i guess when you look at an artist and an artist would want to collaborate yep you know they want to be around other collaborators right And, and learn that learning part um really gives it Yep, that's that's true. We, one thing of, with the artist uh, scenario, so we might have a team of of um, five working on a project, and they might all differ in their approach. They'll have a debate about it, mm. and we'll encourage that debate, and yes. we call it we call it uh, respectful conflict. Yeah, and it's whoever's idea is accepted as the best, then everyone's right on board. Nice. a little bit like I guess if you were playing a, a game of football, a game yep. of rugby. You know, it's raining and someone says, we should play a defensive game against yeah. the side, we'll never beat them. And someone says, no, we'll never beat them unless we play a wide attacking game. Yeah, yeah. Whatever's chosen, you don't go on and play yeah. half a game yeah. if it's not your idea, right? Yeah. Yeah. get them behind well, it well
0: commitment to the strategy is yeah important yeah. right exactly so i think you brought up a really good point there well actually you did around mental health and how i know working in our environment with uh, always at computers you know i'm yep. challenging people all the time um hey you know you get out today you need to be walking around you need to be actually doing stuff we've got stand-up desks you know all those little things yep. and, and we're the same like you know we don't take a lot of work home no um you know it's it's
1: at the desk oh I, yeah i completely agree i think Disconnection is a real problem. Yeah. Um, And, you know, I think that getting people together on the road, we we accept that, or we know that making a real effort to work on our people outside of their technology knowledge brings us great returns. So, you know, that includes making sure they're not overworked. Yeah. Um, Make sure that we are um, aware of what's going on, you know, in their lives outside. We know their partners' names. We involve the partners and families as much as we can. Yeah. Um, all of that stuff is very, very important. It's part of that yeah. whole culture, and
0: I think that's something I've noticed from you. Very good at building a culture in an, in an industry that's probably, you know, there's a lot of, you know, if you look at the Googles, the glossy side of stuff of yeah. that culture, which a lot of people, when you get down to it, don't really want. You know, they want they want actually people to care about them, to look after them, to, to know what's going on in their life versus having a pool table and even know you've got yeah. one and stuff, yeah. but like some of that...
1: Glossier stuff. Yeah, you got to you got to look behind that stuff, I yeah. think, and that's the old better people, better All Blacks, right? Yeah. And so we're it we're we are always, you know, like for instance, we would at all stage um, have something happening for an employee outside of work that we are backing them with, whether it be um, someone who's come to work for us from overseas who wants to be involved in a in a Kiwi language yep. um, scenario or learn something outside of um, outside of the. Core yeah. sort of work skills. Yeah, that's awesome. You've, we've got to keep investing like that, and yeah. you get the returns back straight away. Yeah. Also, I think also it's important to note that we've we keep some sort of basic rules in place, like yes. a like our nine am stand up, yeah. which um, yeah. is is um, and look, it sounds a bit old school, but if you're not there, if you're there at nine oh one. And everyone accepts this. It's yeah. They would head down and make coffee. You can't join in at 9.01. Yeah. There's, there's got to be a line. Yeah, And um that sounds incredibly officious. Yeah. But actually it works well and everyone buys into that when yep. they come to us.
0: Yeah, we have the same. Quarter past nine yep. every, every day. Yep. Stand
1: up. And yep. it's, uh, what are you doing yours? Yeah. Well, we have a... Uh, a number of rules, and they've developed uh, they've developed over the years. We yep. throw a, a soft ball around, and you get a minute to say yep. your your biggest achievement yesterday. Yep. And then what you plan to do today? Yeah. We ban words like uh, hope. I yep. hope to get this done. Yeah, yeah. So little try. things like that. <laughs> or try. Someone wears a literally wears a policeman's cap. Yep. And um, you know, if you drop the ball, you're in, you know, you got to pay a penalty. Nice. Um, and then each day's got a theme as well. Thankful on Thursday. Nice. Um, hat tip on Tuesday. to you know, hat oh, tip man. someone else in the team. Um, you know, on Friday it's catch with your non-dominant hand. We make fun of it, but it's also it's an important factor. It helps, um, I guess, speak to a group. So I note that some of the more introverted team members we have on board after about four or five stand-ups they start to come out of their shell and they they, they stand yeah. up and they they they're proud of, of who they are, yeah. what they've achieved yesterday. That's yeah. a real big deal for me.
0: Yeah, it's big it's for, for me that whole um, hearing other people's wins because we have a hashtag celebrate your victories. I want to hear I, I want my team to be hearing everyone else's victories. Yeah. And it's not just your business victories, it's your personal victories, you know? Absolutely. And it's really cool to to hear how you know, I say that to to um, New people that come along wanting to do business with us. My team will care about winning more than most of your employees. Yeah, and they kind of look at me and think, "Oh, yeah, that's a weird thing to say." Well, f- four or five weeks later into the into the gig, they realise it that my team actually wants them, you yeah. know, because they start to experience exactly. it. Exactly, and I think that's a it's a really cool thing that as Kiwis we're probably not taught to, oh. you know. We're not put ourselves up and celebrate things, but I think it's a great thing to do. So
1: it's a it's a great thing to do, I completely agree. We are taught to be very humble about it, aren't we? Yeah. You know, you see again the All Blacks reference, but yeah. you know, you score a try, you you don't jump up and down. Yeah, Jeff yeah. Wilson broke, broke the mould with yeah. a few celebrations. That yeah. was scorned yeah. years ago, wasn't it? But uh Look, we don't have to be rah rah about it, but no. um,
0: you're in this. Yeah, I like the themes that you've put on it though. like being thankful Thursday, I think that's a great thing. I know, I know, uh, one of my team here will listen to this, yeah, and we'll start implementing that. And yeah, I'm go not going to bring it up
1: to them, <laughs> and they'll, they'll, they'll bring this up. So this, it's
0: a, it's a great, just a a
1: spin to put on it, right? Well, it's look, you know, it's um, there's actually a lot of. Uh, um be being put into this sort of um, mindset stuff around there if you think about yeah. pr- prayer for instance you mm-hmm. know or saying grace at a, at, a, at, a, at a table a lot of those sort of things mm-hmm. are around being thankful yeah and so it's it comes down to being human yeah and and i think it's important
0: well in, a, in an environment that's very technical and very computer-based i think yep. that's the key to it right like absolutely it, you know you've got to have that otherwise you know and look, I know that from talking to the businesses that do this sort of stuff, they get more buy-in, they have better culture. They do. Um, I always talk to people that want to come and work here, and um, when we talk about that, they're like buzzing, oh, did you really do that? Like, yeah. Like, oh, wish well, out. you know? Yeah. You know, so, so it's, there is something to it. Definitely. Hey, so let's, uh, let's talk about a couple of things though, like, because you've built some really good products. Uh, in a couple of niches. So let's talk about the first one that I yep. met you with which was GoRoster yep. and, and and how that evolved over the years and, and, and specifically the niche that you picked
1: and, and how you grew that. Sure. So well for a start it's important to note that you know most of the business up until then, in fact all of it, had been really around us dropping the build it and they will come scenario yep. and doing what we call bespoke one-off applications for yep. companies. And so with Go Roster, some good friends of ours, they own some bars and restaurants. Yep. And they came to us um, and said, hey, look, we've uh, got a bit of a problem with staff rostering. Mm. And this is these would have been, I'm thinking the year would be about 2006, so just prior yep. to zero launching, actually. Yeah. And we looked at the problem they had, realised they had two or three sites. And, and after um, thinking about it, we said to them, why don't, we, um, why don't we make something we can sell to other bars and restaurants? Wow. And away we went, and no real, um, you know, experience in, in building a product that might go international. But yep. it ended up, we um, have ended up building a good business. Yeah, We um, we learned a lot along the way. It's still running. Yep. Um, and it's helped us learn the difference between building a SaaS product, yep. as they call them, um, versus a one-off um, project for a, yeah. for a business. Yeah. So they're quite different in every way almost. Yeah, yeah. Um, what were some of the key, key learnings there? Uh, the key learnings with GoRoster. Yeah. I uh, from a technical perspective. Yeah. I think the key learnings there were the difference in architecture yeah. if you are wanting to build a product that is going to scale massively. Yeah. The again back to the thousand different ways to do the one yeah. the same uh, piece of software development you would take a entirely different approach building yep. a product that you want to be cast iron when you have a thousand customers Yes um, than if you have one yes. and that's not to say it's any, any less effective yep. but under the hood it has to be designed differently and we learned very early on we had to take a different approach Yeah and separate a team out yes. from um our general team for that
0: did it feel like the like the go roster was never finished as soon as you bought more clients on yeah. like they'd give yeah. you ideas and go oh you know we <coughs> want this and if you would we'd buy it only if you had that <laughs> you know did that kind of happen oh
1: look i tell you we had all of that i remember yeah. going to queenstown um um with a a um, mate of mine uh, campbell yep and um we went down there and came back with all these Yes, we'll take it if, yep. and so we very quickly got, um, I think Phil was driving the project at the time to put all these features in place yep. and then we'd go down there and all that did was um, encourage them to ask us for more, oh now we'll take it but it's got to have this as well Yeah. and we soon ended up with a feature rich um, <laughs> pizza really in yeah. pieces all over the place and we had to peel it back and start again mm. essentially.
0: Yeah. Um, and and so the learnings from that, obviously, um, you know, one of the key things there is you split your team, right? So you had because you had to keep the team focused on the day to day, and then yeah. you got your build team over here. Yeah. What what were you doing from like to grow it from a marketing perspective?
1: We knew nothing about marketing. I know yeah. we'd um, we had uh, you we yep. met you, and and that was a big help, and yeah. and and helping us understand a few things. <laughs> one of the uh, earliest mistakes we made at the marketing side of it, I remember, was you know, the product had real appeal to the um, bar manager. Yeah. And so, because we'd built it for that purpose. Operationally, yeah. they could roster their staff and they could send text messages out. And this mm. is pre-iPhone day, by the way. So Yeah. Um, yeah, And so, it was really effective and we were marketing to that person. The problem was we weren't converting, yeah. you know, the sales that we thought that we might. So I and, remember having this conversation yeah, with
0: you about why. That's, yeah, and
1: then, of course, we, we still didn't understand. So, we put out a bit of a questionnaire in the last... Yeah question, I think you asked us to put it on there, yeah. it might have been, do you have the authority to make the purchasing decision? Yeah. And it came back quite clearly, they didn't have a company credit card. No. And so they go and ask their, their um, owner of the bar, and the owner of the bar I said, just do your job, I'm not paying for that, you know, yeah, yeah. they didn't have any sense that a yeah. SAS business, you know, again, quite early, yeah. would make any difference. So yeah, that really taught us marketing to the right person, person and, yeah. and finding out. What is that person's persona, and yeah. what are they, what are they influenced by? I mean, well, great learnings, you
0: know. I remember one of the key things there is also was who was actually making, or who was influencing the buying decision yeah. when the when the user yeah. the user the user kept telling the. The, the bar owner or whoever yeah. hey this is awesome we like this and yeah. that was so I think you ended up giving more credits to the end users or something like that yeah that, that's right It that yeah. allowed you to, to because the more people use it the more everyone got indoctrinated in, into the product right yeah that's
1: right and then before too long I mean we were um, fortunate enough to grow that business and it's still to this day um, um, roster's Eden Park I always yeah. like to say when the uh, the All Blacks win it's uh, <laughs> partly because of their uh, efficient rostering but look we we um, we get a lot of migratory sort of business, so people would move from one bar and go overseas and ring us and say, hey, "Can we use Go Roster in um, Ireland wow. or Great Britain or uh, Dubai?" Yeah. We had. Uh, one stage, yeah, and so that was really big for us.
0: It's um, it's well, hey, look, let's look at Eden Park. The All Blacks haven't lost there for thirty six <laughs> years, exactly, to Australia. So there must be something to it. Um, okay, so so that you have look, you've you've grown that right, and and then now comes along another opportunity which you kind of touched on at the start where you've call, come full circle. Yeah, tell us about consigning and and like what is happening in that business because you've taken your learnings and I've seen this. You've taken your learnings and you're really starting to hit the ground running here yeah thanks. it's um
1: <clears throat> I think the the go roster experience has really armed us with a a, a lot of lessons a mm. lot of learnings that that have taken us into consigning. and consigning is really about back at that three uh, p l or third party logistics yep. business that I worked in. and just um I'm not sure you understand, but three pL, the third party logistics space is when companies uh, get other get other professionals to look after the logistics of their yep. products. so, that would be when, say an Australian company wants to import products to New Zealand, they might get hold of main freight to unload their containers and physically move their goods and store yep. them and we concentrate on the warehousing or the storage part, yep. which is a really difficult environment for operators of those of those warehouses because yep. they 're often working with fifty different workflows and processes yep. and and um you know, it's a hell of a growth industry yeah. and it's even been spurred on more so by COVID and around yeah. the world now, um, timing's great for us, the uh, warehouse capacity is working at 93 to 94% around the world, they can't yep. build warehouses fast enough, Wow. 3PL warehouses drive efficiency and keep know keep the goods closer to the customer yeah so that really helps with shorter deliveries Short and therefore deliveries. burns letter yeah you know, burns less rather greenhouse gases yeah yeah um so and often transport companies like smaller ones in the regions get yep. asked to perform those functions and they just don't know what to use yeah um so look we're in a in a um a pretty good space there and and the lessons we learned with go roster and the marketing side of it mm. and uh how we build it um taking our time not um you know pushing back when features are Requested? Yeah. Well, well, not so much requested, but idiosyncratic. It's more yep. democratic approach now. Yeah. Um, yeah. You probably don't need that feature, or or it's in version Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Two It's always an interesting seven. conversation. Yeah, it's an art form to handling those conversations. Yeah. I think, and um, asking subtly if they can reimagine the yeah. way they might approach it.
0: Where do you see the growth for that? Like uh, like international growth?
1: We have already got a good foothold here in New Zealand, and yep. we've um, been fortunate to be um, yeah to uh, have some people helping us get into Australia yeah and nice. we've built it as a, a an international product from day one uh, as a network uh, a network first approach yep um, and so we've um, we've managed to secure some pretty big players in New Zealand recently that are already overseas nice. and so that's uh, quite exciting for us yeah um, and you know it's pretty exciting for my team to be honest I mean that's as important as anything. <coughs> have you split your team again right like- yeah so the um consignly is actually a a separate business uh both on the books and um and um i guess geographically they yeah. are 50 meters up the hallway oh, wow. uh, on the same level yeah, uh, yeah. here in christchurch as us and uh we all attend the same stand up and then go our separate ways yeah. but you know nick uh who i referred to earlier is now running consignly mm-hmm. and um great little team of um talented people in there and um we've uh we've uh, started on our journey and I'm pretty excited about how it looks.
0: And and how do you see that growing? Like, you know, like are you starting to leverage like the even better technology to exponentially grow that? What's the...
1: There's a huge amount of untapped uh, value for customers that we haven't even brought to the surface yet. Yeah. Um, The collaborative um, nature of being able to share um, resource Um, If you want to opt in, Mm. um, the ability for AI to spot opportunities or to suggest to you where you stand um, in a a, uh, cohort, uh, being able for us to upsell services to customers as they require them by looking at the behavioural patterns of others around the world. For instance, someone may sell or someone may offer an animal food company um, 3PL services in a part of New Zealand. And then we might see that happen in Australia or in South Africa, and they may have certain traceability requirements. We know then, as other uh, animal food customers are loaded into other 3PL warehouses, wow. that these services might be the best fit for them. Yeah, yeah. And so we can uh, help, uh, yeah, point them in the right direction. I it's guess. amazing
0: the efficiencies you'll start to get out of, you know, by by leveraging that technology, right? Yeah. How do you, how do you relate that to the business owner? Because you know some of these freight companies and all that sort of stuff uh yeah. you know that the they're owned by older people and stuff and they, yeah That's have you right. found any like barriers
1: there yeah a lot of barriers the biggest barrier i think is the linear thinking yep so you know the industry we're dealing with that great people and real salt mm. of the earth types so Honestly, yeah. i we just i've got the best job in the world traveling yeah. around new zealand yeah. meeting these people and and it's wonderful you get there but i have to bite my tongue sometimes because obviously i talk fairly quickly yeah that's one thing but you know though they sort of perceive that technology moves at a linear pace yes. and yet it is absolutely accelerating yeah. and the things that we will be able to provide these people over the next couple of years I can't even talk to them about yet no. um, but there's enough value there which is yeah. great and it's exciting and we offer um get them on know, the on the journey as, absolutely. as the o, right yeah there's um they do I think being in New Zealand too actually does um, put us, we haven't got a country right next door to us that we can uh, sort of compare ourselves against and being over here often stops a lot of international products software wise coming to New Zealand yep. so a lot of the supply chain here in New Zealand is poorly served with old technology so it's pretty, it's, it's quite good for us to put ourselves side by side with some of that mm-hmm. and um, so they can you know see where it sits.
0: It's a great place to grow a business from, right? Oh, look,
1: <laughs> we have some of the best people here in New Zealand yeah. um, in that technology space too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think, um, and I've been fortunate enough to have people from all over the world come and work for us. And yeah. and I, you, every time that happens, you kind of get a sense of how fortunate we are to yeah. be from here.
0: Yeah. Hey, so. One of the things, because you talk about AI and, yeah. and artificial artificial intelligence, and I know we've talked a couple of times, and you know, we're on the global office side, still you're dealing with some pretty impressive technology. We were talking the other day about is it GTP three? Oh, I did, yeah, yeah. And some of the things you were telling me there, especially that I don't know if you can talk about it on the podcast, but that midwife stuff and how that, oh, that the grouping of that contextual yeah. information, because I think yeah. business owners need to understand like a practical and because the way you gave that example i thought that's really practical and if i was listening to that as a business owner i'd go wow what could we do practically because i think i think a lot of business owners hear artificial intelligence they hear all this sort of stuff but they don't actually think well how it
1: could help them there's some look even in the last 12 12 months the tools available to us uh you know to to um augment our customer systems with added value is phenomenal. And the one you're referring to there is um, Elon Musk's um, um, uh, neural network. And it's what they call an LLM or a large language model, um, um, AI, I guess. and It's a tool that is very well versed in handling language, just like I guess it it says in the name. And practical uses for that, um, so some of the stuff you just referred to before was around being able to gauge a large amount of people's uh, feedback very quickly yeah. so you know one client so written, have, language. Yeah, written language written yep. language yeah exactly so let's say we have a client and they might have previously um have a thousand employees or members and they yep. might have previously sent a letter out to them yep. or fired an email tell me how you feel about this so we can gauge our membership's um, yep. thought process what we can do now is use the um ai to look at the context of what someone has written yeah. and very quickly within seconds start to provide feedback to say head office of whether they are negative positive or some of the key words that are coming out yeah, of it. Yeah. Um, or as I might have mentioned the other day I could use the same um, the same AI to look at the email traffic or email conversation between you and I mm. last how many years and then ask it to put together an email for me to influence you to buy something yeah yeah And so it would look at how you react to my language. Yeah and that that kind of thing yeah um it's yeah it's pretty practical there's some real mine
0: would come back be very short and direct (laughs) and to the point (laughs) that's how i like it but but you know like so what i because when i was talking about this and i Mm. thought this is a really good thing to share and there's one one thing i want to get the listeners to understand this is about speed and this is about leverage and this is about providing information back and basically in real time because previously what would have taken say three weeks to a month you can now deliver back with probably better learnings in maybe five minutes if, yeah it's less well, right.
1: even real faster than that so true there's there's lots of practical uses that that would um you could now do within seconds or minutes that would have taken a and, heck of a lot longer
0: and, and the key for
1: the business owner
0: listening is and why you should use that is your competitors aren't using it yet
1: well that's that's you very know? true very and true. and
0: so there's an edge in the marketplace to be had right like you can start to use this sort of stuff Um, to get an edge in the marketplace. And
1: only a couple of years ago, it would have been unheard of or very, very difficult and expensive to get hold of that kind of technology. It's really become so cost effective now. And the reason for that is building these um, AI tools costs a lot of computing power and the, the companies that are making them um, whether that be Google, Facebook, who've got, all got their own limited releases of, yeah. of these types of tools. They're doing this to help them pay for the development and ongoing computing power that, yeah. t- to make them work, essentially. So um, we're seeing them pop up more and more. And that, that, that These are individual AI tools, very good at doing individual yeah. tasks, whether it be computer vision. You've, most of your listeners would have heard of computer vision, mm. say a Tesla driving along needs to determine yep. whether it's a cat running across the okay. road or a child to make yep. that decision very quickly. What is that object? Yes. Um, and that—that's another AI tool that can be used yeah. um, very easily.
0: I find it fascinating, and, and always looking for to hear more about this and, and the, mm. pr- the practical implications of how how a business owner uses it. Because you know you, you can't be asleep at the wheel today. You oh. know, like yeah. Well, you probably can be in a teaser sooner or later. <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. <laughs> but but you can't. You when it comes to when it comes to your business and the efficiencies you can get out of your business. Yeah.
1: Um, you know, I think you really have to have your eyes open. Um, you do and I think you've got to be constantly revisiting it because it's moving so fast yeah. and we're very fortunate that, you know, we have the opportunity to go and talk to customers we've had for a long time, yeah. you know, quite regularly and sit down and say, right, what's the next six months in a year? Look, yeah. these tools are now available. Yeah. Here's where we can take it from here. And yeah. we've, we've, um, we're pretty proud of the uh, customers we've had for a heck of a long time. We are able to provide value to those guys to stay ahead of the competition, basically beat them off, you know, it's great, it's awesome.
0: That is, you're kind of like the secret weapon behind, right,
1: because you just know... There's a a huge amount of leverage that you can provide your business with technology, it's never been... Yeah, um, more available. No, um, so I'm uh, as excited as I've ever been about it. And that's 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 some of the cool things, right? It's never been more available. Yeah. Um, you know, and, yeah. and the more you learn about it.
0: Hey okay, so let's switch gears and let's talk about marketing because I know it's one of your favorite topics. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what I'd love to like you, you know, to get to this point, um, successful in business.
1: What have you learned about marketing? You know, what, what's what? What have been some of your takeaways? I think the um, consistency. Yep. And and that's not something I'm I'm particularly yep. um, you know I have people around me that are more consistent than I am yeah um, and so I I um, learnt I guess quite early on that there are people better you know than we were at doing mm. it and we should involve them yeah. and invest in it and that it needs to be it needs to be um, something that is very like technology actually yeah that we revisit regularly mm. and that we we adjust our message accordingly you know that's these these are things that we didn't know we've we've learnt them over the years we're still not experts at this stuff and we still involve people from outside of our organization to help us with it and i think we'll continue that it's it's a whole science yeah it's a whole science to us um i think the adjusting the message is really really key
0: you know i was was talking a business the other day and they had eight different areas they areas of new zealand they were doing business in yeah and but they were using the one message, right? And and they're dealing with country people, yep, uh, and city people, and then parts of the city were who have a, a different way of kind of living, yep. But they were using the same message, yeah. And I said, guys, you wonder, the reason you're you're not relating to a lot of these people is you're using one message, that, yeah. And and these people live they live in the farming area; they don't care for what that message is that you're saying. That's no, so you know? true, and it's, it's so true, you know. So. So they, were, they, they, went, they went away and they kind of really looked at it and they went, man, we just,
1: they, they, you know, they've, they just haven't adjusted to that. You know? Yeah, especially in our game. I mean, you might be able to uh, sell um, uh, telecommunication services or something more, uh, you know, um, on that level across the country with a similar message but yeah. certainly with something that we might do um, bespoke software development at global mm. that's um it's going to be different trying to convince someone say in Hokitika yeah than it might be in the central business district of Auckland yeah. um yeah. and um, yeah it's, yeah, it's so quite you, different you must adjust your message
0: yeah. what what else have you learned what what about technology that have you learned you know like that? well uh, measuring yeah. i
1: think that's something you taught us a long time ago and yeah you know, understanding that we've got to whatever marketing we put out mm. there, we've got to be able to measure yeah. the success of it. Yeah. And, um, you know, what's working, what's not working. We're, we're at pains these days to really, you know, and we're still pretty good at that. Um, of how did you find us yeah. and what, what made you buy with us? And yeah. what, what did you what did you think was good or bad about the way we, we delivered our message to you? Yeah. Um, that's something that we are, are um, big on. It's smart finding out those
0: things, right? Because you can then start to use that back in your marketing message. Uh, and it's and in,
1: and a lot of the times, it's those little things that you've mentioned. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I know? think the, yeah, the other thing I think is, I, I should add there is knowing our competitors. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm um, one for, if I'm sitting up late at night doing something, it's looking at what they're doing yeah. and uh, understanding where the caps are. Um, knowing, yeah. Uh, knowing... How do they approach this and how do they approach that? What can we learn from that? Yeah. I think that not understanding your competition is... is, um... And where do you go to do that? Like, do you... Well, um, everywhere I can actually, Um, looking at their marketing for a start, understanding uh, how many employees they might have, what customers they have, Mm. um, why they might appeal to those customers. Um, It's often, for me, not about the technology so much. That's, again, someone else's department. Um, I... I like to be over the human stuff.
0: Mm. We do a lot of that for our clients so we'll go and look at the competitors and well, I call it active listening oh, yeah. so we'll go into the competitors marketing and we'll go in and, and we'll look at their LinkedIn comments we'll look at all their Facebook comments their Instagram comments and we'll look at maybe the, the, the Google uh, comments yep. and we're looking for common denominators and, yep. and, and things that are going on uh, and it's active listening and we do the same for our clients we'll, we'll, we'll be listening to stuff that's going on Yeah. but you, you can quickly uh, look at patterns and see things that the market's saying yeah um, which gives you opportunities obviously one for content but also one for then talking back to that market too yeah. because each of those markets has a, a way of communicating um to them to people as well so yeah great. it's a it's a great way to actually get some intel it is um yeah i think um the speed of implementation is key as well you can talk to a wee bit about that and, and i think that's something that gets lost on on people. I just actually did another podcast. I've called it, you know, speed marketing. Yep. Uh, as a lawyer that we that we deal with, and, and he's been very good at learning and implementing. And you know, I think a lot of businesses might learn something or hear something, but never implement. And I think something that's something I've seen you guys do is you actually you implement.
1: Yeah. You know. Yeah, and it's yeah, and I think that, yeah, that speed, as you say, it's about um, adjusting and making those quick adjustments, yeah. learning, you know, repeat, 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 repeat. You go back, you know, several years ago, I remember a, a mate of mine working at a, a car finance place here and this is going back to the mid-90s again and him saying, you know, that was, they put a, a, put a radio um, marketing thing in place and it was two years. Mm. You know, at the end of that two years, it, was, it showed consistency. They really became yeah. quite, quite a success. Yeah. But he said, after six months there was nothing yeah. yeah well six months is a lifetime now right? yeah, yeah yeah and so it's it's really about looking at things monthly yeah and sitting down and reviewing a yeah. lot more regularly the world changes so quickly these days yeah. doesn't it scott you know
0: it does it does and also you know like uh where you can market the people has changed right like that's that's constantly changing too yeah true. and and making sure well it always comes down to though like i always say to people consistency message plus frequency of reach to create relevancy and I think, you know, the, the first two you can control, right? You can control your, your consistent message. Yep. You know, and be very clear on that. Yep. And, and, and you know, that to some degree, um, when you have frequency of reach, people get to know you and like you. Yep. Uh, and over time, because of your frequency, they get to trust you. And when you become relevant to them at that time, yep. they buy from you, right? Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of businesses, they miss those
1: two things. Um, so they never become relevant. Yeah. And you I know? think, I think, um, the also the yeah the the hard thing for us to grasp with marketing over the years was the value of it because you can win business in New Zealand with word of mouth yeah and so you feel like you're doing okay yeah, yeah. but it's as we realised with go roster looking over shore yeah. offshore as well yeah you know that the value of it became yeah you know we realised that then and when now with consigning we realise that yeah. actually there's a lot of work to do. Yeah, and you, you could have actually you know, gone a lot
0: faster mm, with Go Roster yeah, and, and could have. dominated a market share. Yep, um, a lot quicker. Yep, um, but but that's a learning, right? Like it's a great. Yeah, just, it was a great learning. Great yeah. learning, and, and you take that away, and I think a lot of businesses. Uh, you're right in New Zealand. They do the same. They think, oh, we'll just grow by word of mouth. Yep. And it's not till they actually put some good marketing in place, and then they start to go, hang on, this yeah. is the totally way. different. You know, and it, and it's kind of, I know from the clients that we have that we've been working with for over, you know, seven years. Some of them now in this business. Um, the, you know, they market when it's going good. Yeah. They market when it's going bad. Yep. And 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 that's their you know their secret weapon. Yep. Is for sure. they just know um and then they know in the bad times it gets cheaper yep. because no one else is advertising yep um and they just grow their market share and i've seen businesses over the years it's funny we, we had someone come to us and said oh i want to work with you because you're, we're friends with such and such and, and we want those results and i was like cool and i was like and he goes and and we want results in 90 days and i kind of laughed and said mate that guy's been working with us for like at the time it was six years yeah I says you're not going to get the six years results in ninety days, and in fact, you've got a what I call the ninety day nightmare. You know that's never going to happen, and and if it, you know, it's it's you have to be consistent.
1: We've been down that road, and, and we've mm. been those ninety day, you know, yeah, on those those uh, projects before, mm. and oh, there's nothing happening here, and yeah. a, you know, away we go and move on. But it's um again great learnings, great and, learnings, yeah, it's consistency and keeping at it, and yeah. and trusting that that your message will get through, yeah. I think that um, one of the things that I, well, Nick and I realised when we tried you know, going back to the early part of the conversation when we were talking about build it and they will come, yeah. one thing we realised then was you know, things have to be sold and they have to be, they have to be uh, put in front of people and that yeah. marketing message is so important part yeah. of that, right? So as we started to have people come to us with opportunities, we'd often be talking to people about their own, you know, building their SaaS business for them. Yeah. And at multiple times over the years, We'd be sitting down. and remember one young fella came in with a million-odd you know, dollars because his parents mm. had sold the family farm and wanted to build basically a zero from, yeah. you know, again. And, wow. And trying to explain to them that really that's, that size project is going to take another million bucks and yeah. actually getting the message out. You yeah, can't yeah. just build it. You know? Yeah, yeah. We were fortunate to learn that early yeah. on before yeah that's uh, that's a
0: huge lesson eh? because we see we see that people when they get some video created right yep they spend too much on the production and not enough on the marketing Just a bit. yeah you know yeah i was actually telling a lady before she was talking about video and she said what should i spend i said well what do you think you spend spend more on marketing yeah she goes why is that and i said well we went and saw a a potential client once and they'd probably spent around 30 grand yeah on this video and then i went to the youtube channel and it had 63 views yeah and i was like what a waste of time right so yeah, you're so right, you know, whatever you're looking to build, you've got to have the money to get it in front of people. That's
1: right? so true. I often wonder what happened to that young fella and whether some other, um, yeah. you know, um, Sadly, um, software company have, with, with yeah. less bloody integrity yeah. might have uh, taken his money.
0: Yeah, but they uh, they no doubt would have. Yeah. <laughs> hey, um, so one of the things and one of the reasons I think we get along is obviously you, you've got a very forward thinking mindset how have you grown that mindset over the years like you've mentioned mentors and stuff like that what like what's what's been some of the key things for you for for because you, you can only grow a business as far as the owner's prepared to grow right that's, Well, that's that's one of the things I see and I see the successful business owners I
1: see have really got a really good mindset and a yeah. growth focused mindset what, what what's helped you over the years um I think what's helped me first and foremost is i'm fortunate enough to be in a game where i'm continually Having younger people around me, and, yep. and 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 so trying to learn yep. from every person that comes um, through our door, yep. and developing, I guess, a set of uh, personal philosophies yep. um, is important. Yes, and um,
0: and you've got a couple of like really yeah, good,
1: good yeah. You know, yeah, I like to I like to do. That. I think that um, you know, I'm, I'm known around the the offices are. Uh, uh, as uh, Mr. Philosophy or, yeah. or, or uh, Mr. Analogy. I'm yeah, am always putting analogy. It, eh? uh, no, nothing like a good analogy. Um, I think um, the mentors thing is, is vital. I mean, I mentioned that I, you know, started the business with the encouragement of, um, mm. you know, my stepdad, my dad and, and and some other people around me. And that was, um, um, I've continued that. It's really important, I think. So, so um, you know, we've got... Um, um, I'm thinking about some of them. The, most of them are retired gentlemen now, actually, to be yep. honest. The yep. three or four I catch up with. Colin was, yep. um, when he was living local here, yep. um, count him as one of my mentors. Yep. Um, and what, what do they sort of teach you that, that really stuck with you? Yeah, that's a really inter- interesting question. I, I guess it's like any book you might read. Often you'll mm. sit there for an hour and there'll be two or three bits of gold yep. and you know, 90% of it you could take or leave. Yeah, yeah. Um, But it's probably, they've been there and, and, and done that and learned yeah. Learn some lessons. So it's more about what mistakes I've yeah, yeah. made, I guess, than, yeah. than encouragement or yeah. anything like that. I mean, I think I was fortunate enough to be brought up that, you know, to be a confident person and, you know, you're as good as anyone. Yeah. And that's a real Kiwi thing, right? Yeah. You know, that's one of the reasons why we make such good software people is yeah, yeah. we will actually have a crack, yeah. you know. And so it's more about learning what they got wrong mm. and, you know, where the, where the mistakes were made rather than, you know, the the other side of it yeah and that's you, you learn you can
0: learn a lot from just listening right and just asking good questions hearing your story yeah you know and and not being afraid and this is one of the things I've, I've learned over the years and even talking to the, the business owners i've been speaking with on the podcast is most business owners are actually willing to share and i think that's the that's the key as well like if yeah. you're a business owner sitting there and you're going through some issues or you need you need some help like just go and speak to people and have a
1: have a chat. So true. So you know? true. I think early on with Go Roster, I remember someone saying, um, "Oh look, New Zealand's such a great." It might even be yourself actually. New Zealand's such a cool place. We're small enough that you can get in front of anybody. Yeah. I mean anybody. And yeah, I was just so rep that um, there's a a, a a mate of mine, Ben, was helping me out, and he, he managed to very quickly refer us on to two or three. Yeah. Um, people were not sitting here. I was the CEO of this company and this yeah. company. I couldn't believe it. It was yeah, like yeah. fantastic. You know. Yeah. But I worked out actually talking to those those few people that they weren't really any different nah. to anyone else. Yeah, and that's kind of formed you know yeah. helped me form a few things. Yeah. No special, nah. no remarkable human beings. We're all pretty much the same, and and we're all winging it. Yeah, you know? I I remember meeting one of the most
0: high profile entrepreneurs in New Zealand and coming away going seriously
1: if he can do it, like anyone can do it. That's right. I think yeah right. that's that's yeah that's you actually know? I would say. The last year or two for me that's mm. probably been my my theme yeah is especially when i've got a, a team there that's um yeah you know, they're really hungry for success yeah and they're working hard and, yeah. and nothing would um nothing would be more gratifying for me than to see them yeah. do well yeah um as explain to them that actually um they're as good as those guys up the road and do you 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 see yourself as a bit of a mentor and a bit of
0: a your role as a bit of a coach now inside the business like are you a sounding board for a lot
1: of people like i think so i I pretty much spend my day talking like i am with you now to to the team a lot of my work now is around supporting people in their roles and And, and discussing where they're at and where we want to go, yep. and liaising with outside um, providers yep. and and people like that. So um, that suits me. I loved on that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that gets you yeah, up, eh? Hey? Gets me up. Yep, absolutely. Get up early, early riser. Yeah, you know, yeah. I grew up in a rural environment, yep. and and um, so I've always stuck to that. And uh, yeah. big breakfast, most important. Yeah, you know, I got to <laughs> eat a roast for breakfast. <laughs> um, so um, that's uh, yeah, talking, and and that's important. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah keeping those communication lines open and, and I guess you know being, being a sounding board for for people in this industry is really for you, you know in your industry is very very important
1: yeah encouraging them and you know giving them confidence yeah and it's just really what I was fortunate yeah. enough to have when I was uh, you know younger I think you know like uh, I, I was thinking
0: about one day you know what is my special skill and I broke it down as the confidence giving people confidence yeah and I think that's as a gift that is one of the coolest things you can give people because oh, if you can get people just to believe in themselves a yeah. little bit more absolutely right. um, and i you know i see it you see it with your kids right you yep. you make them feel confident and you show them how they can be more confident and give them examples of where they have been confident and then I think you bring that into the business environment and and, and i really so believe true. and I think you can have your take on this is the business is probably the the, the
1: best playground for personal development all oh. right 100 percent right i think so we would have uh there's we've had a few team members over the years you know we're all different people and some have come in and and struggled a little and you know we've got a a bit of a philosophy around that their success is is dependent upon us really you know you know whether they fly or die is really down to us and so we have worked extra hard with those people and nothing is more of a win for our team to see those people rise you know and i know you know we've had you know there's been one or two stories where it's been really hard for the team to Mm. be distracted somewhat to have to help out more but when people are able to do that when the team's able to do that you know being able to give and help someone else succeed it's very gratifying um it's a it's a great thing to be able to do
0: it builds a stronger stronger environment too but also lets other people know
1: that they're here to people are here to help them and pick them up but also
0: the people that do the helping
1: get a lot from it right yeah absolutely there's a I was looking at some charts and graphs this morning there's a bit of a a meeting I had with one of our people around um around some um some metrics we were looking at yep and graphs all over the place but I said there's a there's a important metric that you can't draw on a graph here on that's self belief. Yeah. And I said. So true. And, and we picked up a really, um, a really decent sized client for consignly um, recently, and you know that's brought a huge amount of self belief yeah. to the team. Yeah. And that is um, that's fantastic. to see that yeah, confidence. Yeah. You know, that confidence yeah. building. You know, we can we can do this. Yeah. You know that yeah. kind of attitude.
0: Yeah. And 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 look, having having that that focus. Uh, where everyone is, everyone's being lifted, right? It just creates a, a greater business environment, a great, a yep. great where your people start going, hey, I'm I'm coming to work and I'm doing something cool, right? Like I'm,
1: you know, and I'm coming to work and I'll have a crack, and if I drop the yeah. ball, I'm not going to yeah. get kicked up the ass yeah. for it, you know. That's that's how many. I love it when I see competition, you know, or hear yeah. people talk about that. It's like, yeah. what are you doing? Yeah, this yeah. is great for us. But yeah. Surely, people don't really do that, to Scott? But I, I, I think, think they do.
0: I think they do, mate. You know, and and look, employing, you know, we've employed a number of people recently, and you're hearing some of the stories of how other people, you know, other firms are treating people and stuff, and yeah. and then the, people just hate being micromanaged these days. Oh, yeah. But but you, you've still got to give people. I say hire good people, get out of their way, but give them the what your expectations are and, and manage those, you know, expectations. Um, but don't but don't get in their way and try and yeah. like ma- micromanage. And yeah. I think yeah. and also you know, I know um, from Rebecca who looks after our marketing, she's just like, am I allowed to do this? right yeah. like, Of course you are. Yeah Well why, why, you know that's why you've been given the job, right? because yeah. we believe in you,
1: right? Yeah and that, oh, there's so many rules and lot, a lot of the a we're fortunate to be the size we are yeah. a you know, medium-sized company, I guess, and it's simple messages, here's where the line is. Yeah. No, it's yeah. Just, there's the line over there. Yeah. We both agree on that. That's fine. Go for your life. Go for your life. I, yeah. It's it's very much about that. And you get the best people doing their best work. You do. We we pretty much that's you won't find big endless job descriptions. Yeah. From us, <laughs> um, that's you know that works for us still. Yeah. And we hire capable people mm. and we give them the tools they need and then encourage them to do their best work and it's it's going well
0: so good hey chris this has been a great chat i really 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 enjoyed it um you've 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 given me some great insights uh into the technology space but also how you manage people and how you manage manage yourself so i really appreciate you taking the time to be on the podcast if someone wants to get a hold of you if they've got a software project on or something like that or they need some help uh in in the tech space how do
1: they get hold of you absolutely they can go to our website weareglobal.co.nz they can uh, email me yep. at uh, chris.tacon.t T-A-C-O-N, at consignlyhq.com. Cool. So hey, if you've got a
0: project out there you want to get Chris or his team to look at, or if um, you know you just you actually have a tech company and you want to. to to just have a chat with Chris. I know he's open to that sort of stuff these days. Um, Connect with him. Appreciate you being on the podcast, man. Um, I look forward to having you on a a guest uh, uh, when Consignly's gone really global and we can have another chat about growing a a global business. I look forward to it, Scott. Thanks, mate. Thanks for your time. Cheers. Hi, Skolson here again. Hey, thanks for listening to the Marketing for Business podcast. Hey, we're on a mission to share uh, these episodes with more business people, so please feel free to share the podcast. Uh, Head over to our website, uh, www.getdigitalinfluence.com, for more episodes, and we really appreciate you listening. Thanks for your time, and have a great day.